0: What up? What up? Welcome to the first and six podcast, episode four, week four. This is going to be a quick one. Uh, got a lot of things to do before the slate on Sunday, so we will get right into it. The good from last week, not a ton. In terms of my actual play, cash game's kind of a, a little bit of a debacle, but the good on here was talking about Teron Armstead, Salvin Achmet being out, and a potential breakout game for Devon A. Chain. Did not play much of him, did say it was a millimaker Maker only play for me, but... Yeah, so so that was pretty cool. Obviously, most of the Miami Dolphins just went absolutely apeshit on the Denver Broncos in the bad, just trusting in Desmond Ritter and Kyle Pitts. I wouldn't say I trusted them, but it was, you know, a 1% or a 3% aggregate stack that helped me get to uh, a very good build of all-in Keenan Allen, all-in Justin Jefferson. That game obviously shot out like we thought it would, had a ton of ownership, but needed to get both of them in my lineups for the way that my projections turned out. And dude, Ritter just missed Kyle Pitts on like a 75-yard touchdown. I believe it was against cover two coverage and the safety kind of bit on Drake London and Pitts ran a post route that Ritter just fucking overthrew him. So you hate to see that. That was kind of like the end of my slate. But as mentioned on the pod last week, that is an absolute gross play that comes with a ton of risk. And that's just the way I play. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's not. We'll get into week four real quick, though. Week four injuries, i um, just... In general, we do have Alvin Kamara coming back, not like he was injured, but was suspended. So it should be fun to see him. We'll talk about that in a bit. Frank Clark for Denver is likely out again. He's a defensive edge uh, edge rusher there. So uh, Justin Simmons on the back of that secondary, great safety, probably one of the best in the NFL, is going to play. So the Bears on, on their offensive thing, I, I don't know. I definitely wouldn't see... The Bears doing, you know, even half of what Miami did last week with 70 points, getting 35 for the Bears. I don't see that happening, but this game should be rather up-paced. The Bears still running a lot of no-huddle, but whatever the fuck they're doing on offense, I, I just can't figure it out. It's not good, but the Bears, man, they are the walking, wounded Jalen Johnson likely out. Backup corner, Josh Blackwell likely out. He took the place of Kyler Gordon after the broken hand, I believe, or broken arm in Week 1 against the Packers. Eddie Jackson likely out as well. It seems like all three of those guys are going to miss. That leaves the only corner to have started a game in the NFL, I believe, on this roster is Tyreek Stevenson, and he is a rookie. Good luck facing Jerry Judy, Marvin Mims, and my boy, Cortland Sutton. The Ravens, uh, Bateman, and Odell Beckham did not participate in practice yet this week. This is Friday morning when I'm recording, so we'll see what happens there. Keep an eye on that. Ronnie Stanley and Tyler Lindenbaum, Linderbaum, from the offensive line, likely back. So that is good for the Ravens' run game, and Justice Hill likely going to play. Bengals, pretty clean report there. Just looks like Irv Smith is doubtful. I don't think any of us are interested in using a tight end for the Cincinnati Bengals, so that is cool. For the Colts, Anthony Richardson is back. Ryan Kelly is back for that offensive line. The Bucks: Jamel Dean, Kalaja Kansi, Vita Vea, all did not participate in practice Wednesday and Thursday. Monitor that situation. Carlton Davis will be back if no Vita Vea. Alvin Kamara, like 5% ownership in his first game back, 6,100 right around all of the chalk of Kyron Williams, Zach Moss, Miles Sanders at 5,800 is getting a lot of ownership, Alexander Madison, and Joe Mixon. So man, if uh, if Vita Vea does not go, I think I'll have a ton of interest in Alvin Kamara in GPP contests. So keep an eye on that situation with him. He is one of the best run stoppers in the NFL. Without him, that's going to be tough. Um, on the Saints side of things, Derek Carr likely out with a shoulder injury, and right guard Caesar Ruiz is probably out with a concussion. I wouldn't downgrade um, anything on the Saints running game with Ruiz. I don't think he's very good in general. Derek Carr obviously is going to be a downgrade to that passing game. Jameis seems to have eyes for one person, and hopefully that's Chris Olave. But um, in the checkdowns to Alvin Camara, we'll get into the coverage there in a bit. Washington, Logan Thomas is back. I don't think there's anything to talk about on their team. Probably a knot of main slate fantasy relevance there. I think Philly probably beats the barn doors often, but we'll see. Washington's tough, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Houston, Josh Jones, offensive tackle, linebacker Denzel Perryman, cornerback Tavir Thomas, Larry Tunsell, the other offensive linemen, all did not participate in practice Wednesday and Thursday. That is a big yikes situation for the Houston offense. Keep an eye on that. I doubt you want... Much exposure to Pitt in Houston, especially if that's going to be one of the slower paced games out there, but a lot of value. People are going to want to jam in Tank Dell. Obviously, the dude's a stud, love to see that. But that offensive line is banged up and their defense is banged up on Pitt. uh, One of the best linebackers, James Daniels, James Daniels, butchering names early today, that's great, is highly questionable. So we'll see what happens there. Should be a very good spot against one of the worst run defenses, if not the worst run defense in the NFL, in the Houston Texans. So fire up your Najee Harris or maybe a breakout game for Jalen Warren. We'll see there. Uh, Chargers, Joey Bosa, Derwin James, both did not practice, so we'll see. They're probably highly questionable. I think Bosa usually just doesn't practice anymore. Um, He's banged up, plays so damn hard. They're going to need him. Derwin James, they're going to need him. If Jimmy G is good to go on the other side of the Raiders, he is still in concussion protocol but practicing this should be a back-and-forth shootout. I think this um, this Raiders offense on the passing side of things is very good. You know where the targets are going to it is Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers, so a very stackable game there. We'll get into the Chargers values coming up. Cowboys Tyron Smith did not practice, but Zach Martin and Tyler Biadas. both linemen, should return. That is good for Tony Pollard. That is good for Dak Prescott. Um, Patriots, I, don't, I thought the Patriots would... Uh, The props for Mac Jones, like 213 passing. I had him at like 229 when I first ran my projection. So maybe something to look at there or maybe a uh, sharper better out there was kind of head fake in the under to get that over at a better number. Uh, San Francisco Debo did not participate in practice all week. That's, Kind of what he does, though, once he gets banged up midseason. I think he'll be good to go. Brandon Ayuk should be good to go. Carolina and Jonathan Mingo is in concussion protocol, but he was practicing in a limited fashion. Miami River Craycraft is out. I don't think that matters, but maybe a little more targets to Braxton Berrios. And I don't know why I fucking talked about Braxton Berrios last week. Obviously, there was a, uh, a good bit of targets that were up for grabs with Craycraft out. And actually, Craycraft got hurt last week, I'm sorry, with Jalen Waddle out. But man, Tank Dell was the same price, such higher ownership. I played Barrios in cash. I should have played Tank Dell. I played Tank Dell in cash. Everything's good. So that's a fuck up on my end. And the Bills, Jordan Poyer is highly questionable. The safety there. So all systems go for Mr. Waddle, Tyreek, and that Miami offense. Let's get into the game by game here. First game up is going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Houston Texans. Like I said earlier, this is going to be one of the slower pace games out there. Pittsburgh's D is going to mix it up with uh, man coverage and cover three and blitz a lot. For Houston, I mean, it's, it's going to be the same target share we've been seeing all year. Mixing Nico, Robert Woods, and Tank Dell. Just Dalton Schultz seems to be dying a slow death there. Opening total at 41.5. Looks like that is currently at 42.5. There are some significant injuries uh, to that. Uh, Houston offensive line and their defense so could be a really good spot for Kenny Pickett and that offense there Houston gonna run pretty much just cover three a little bit of man coverage and some cover two in the red zone not much blitz I think this is a uh, a really good spot here for Calvin Austin I have him at 9.09 fantasy points on DraftKings that is right on the button at three catches for 40 yards and Not much of a red zone threat, but we'll see. The guy's going to get some carries too. The jet sweeps, he could take it to the house. We saw that long touchdown last week at Las Vegas. Just love this player. Hopefully he uh, can break out soon. But Allen Robinson's got a fantastic matchup on the inside there, especially with Tavir Thomas, who's not very good, but he's going to be banged out. So the inside should be there. And George Pickens just getting a massive target share. Now that Deontay Johnson is out, we talked about Najee Harris and Warren. I don't really have any fantasy impact in this game, but the Steelers are a three-point favorite right now. So I don't know. I would lean Steelers, but Houston's just kind of tough, especially after beating Jacksonville. But division game, they always play division opponents pretty close. You'd like to see that. Um, Houston, uh, I got CJ Stroud for 233 passing yards. Not much value there. 16.16 fantasy points. Like I said earlier, the target share kind of all over the board. Don't have a whole lot of interest in that game. Rams and Colts, Keep Firing up Puka, um, gosh, just getting a, a crazy target share. 2 Tutu Atwell getting like eight targets a game, you gotta love that. This opened at 45.5 and, and the point total right now. Uh, the books are kind of all over the place with 45 and a half to 46 and a half, so pretty decent total. Kyron Williams, let's talk about ownership in this game. He uh, Tank Dell is going to be massive chalk, it looks like, for the early projections. Um, I should have touched on that for Houston-Pittsburgh, so maybe Tank You go back to the well in cash. I just don't really like it, especially when a team's got an implied team total under 20 points, which the Houston Texans do, and just no ownership outside of that game. So maybe a GBP dart to help you afford some of that Miami-Buffalo game or the Raiders-Chargers, whatever you're going to. Uh, Calvin Austin's probably going to be around like 3% ownership, so that is pretty nice. Let's go to the ownership in the game that we are talking about right now, which is the Rams and the Colts. Where are your ownership projections? Here we go. All right. Mild team totals for both teams. Colts 23 and a half. You got to love Anthony Richardson. My only concern is do they kind of pull the throttle back on him running after the concussion? I just think that's the way this guy knows how to play football. So he is always going to be a threat. Probably the second highest owned quarterback on the slate outside of Josh Allen. So give Richardson a significant look in cash. The RBs, Kyron Williams is going to be like 35%, 40% owned. So lock him in in cash and GPPs. I think you can get certainly different in that price range on DraftKings specifically. Kyron Williams six K flat if you can get up a hundred bucks for Alvin Kamara if Vita Vea is out I love that spot if you can go up three hundred bucks to a four percent owned James Cook in the highest total game out there against a run defense that grades in the bottom five in run defense DVOA James Cook should be an excellent pivot over Kyron Williams chalk and Zach Moss if he's going to be like five to eight percent owned I thought he'd be like ten to fifteen could also pivot on Kyron but Kyron just doesn't leave the field I think he had a hundred percent snap share on Monday night against the Bengals so yeah nothing wrong to say with Kyron Williams it's just playing 25 to 35 percent owned running backs just doesn't seem like a great way to get different into GPP but if you think he's a lock for 15 20 points and no one else has that type of floor around him then lock him in but I love Alvin Kamara especially if Vita Veya is out not really interested in anything on the indie passing side. Michael Pittman's going to have a great matchup. That's just the Rams secondary is pretty shitty. So fire him up if you're interested in that game. Like I said, respectable total, 50, four, or 46.5 points at some books. So probably the second highest total, third highest total outside of the Chargers, Raiders, and Miami Bills. We'll go to the Vikings and Panthers. No thoughts there. We'll see if Bryce Young plays. Uh, Miles Sanders' ownership is through the roof. I am not interested in that. Um, is getting a lot of targets in the passing game when they're chasing points but Bryce Young is not very competent at this time we got an opening total of 43 and bet up to 46 and so right there with the Rams game so fire up your Justin Jefferson Kirk Cousins if you want to uh, Jordan Addison should be in a fantastic matchup here I personally like the price of 2500 for the Panthers D they seem to play tough at home relatively healthy now Um, But Justin Jefferson is just a killer. That is what it is. Uh, Tons of value. Adam Thielen is probably going to be one of the highest owned wide receivers on this slate. Let me sort by ownership. Yeah, the highest. I'm seeing 18% ownership projection for Adam Thielen. Keenan Allen at 16 shortly behind him. Then Tank Dell, 15 right behind him. So uh, I don't know. I mean, it is a great matchup. The inside of the Vikings secondary and the outside. They suck. Byron Murphy's like their only player. They got tore up by the Chargers, as you know, last week. But the difference here is the Chargers offense is extremely efficient. They are great at passing the football. They have great pass-catching weapons. We just don't have that with the Carolina Panthers. So I'll probably be out on Adam Thielen. Interested in cash, but no interest in GPPs. If anything, in GPPs, I would like TJ Chark. Um, But, again, Bryce Young, if he's starting, not going to get very involved in that game or that offense. Moving on to the Bucks and Saints. Bucks are going to play a ton of cover three and blitz a lot. Against that cover three, historically with Jameis, he used 2021, a little bit of 2022. I think he only played three games. Uh, but wanted to see the sample size with Alvin Kamara because that is the big uh, comeback this week. So against the cover three, Jameis did check down a ton to the running backs, and that should help Alvin Kamara a bunch. And especially against Todd Bowles and the blitz, Jameis went back to the running back a lot too. So Alvin Kamara should be in a spot here where he can get you know, four to five catches, assuming this game script is not just ugly slow, which pace rankings from the 80 models seem to think this game will be grossly slow, but we'll see. Um, should be a really good spot, and it's a great price for Alvin Kamara on a full point PPR outlet like DraftKings. So give him a look. Chris Olave should be another guy that just eats. Seems like he's running a lot more. They're scheming him to get open against his zone, which was my concern coming into the year. If you remember that week one article, Chris Olave is just a man killer, but he's starting to find open spots in zone and they're just scheming them there. So Pete Carmichael, shout out to you for keeping Chris Olave a fantasy superstar. The total opened up in this game, Tampa Bay at new Orleans at 39 and a half. It is pretty much sitting there. So a gross game in terms of fantasy football environment, but you could play the saints D could play the box D with Jameis. Um, but Keenan or uh, Elvin Kamara coming back to the turf. You have to like that situation at 6,100 and no ownership. So that is my thoughts on that game. Not going to probably get any interest in Chris Olave, but the Bucs' defense is pretty banged up, like we said. With Jamel Dean likely going to miss this game, keep an eye on Vita Vea So there we go. Uh, Washington, Philly. Do I don't really need to talk about this game at all. I'll look at ownership real quick. People are going to flock to. Uh, DeAndre Swift, and rightfully so, that offensive line is just so, so good. So 15% for DeAndre Swift, 5,700, stupid price on DraftKings. I don't understand why they keep butchering him, especially after the last two games. So this offensive line just gaping holes for DeAndre Swift. He is so damn fast. He's a good pass catcher, route runner, everything like that. The only downside is how much we're going to see gain well. We, if this game gets out of hand, they will not use DeAndre Swift in the blowout, and Boston Scott is likely back too this week. So. Just classic Philly fuckery. We're gonna see a lot of Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott if this game goes as planned, like Vegas has with the Eagles as a nine-point favorite, nine and a half at Circa, eight and a half at your Canby shops like Barstool. So I don't know if you like Philly, go to one of those shitty books like Barstool and take you know minus eight and a half because Circa sharper books got it at nine and a half. So yeah, on Washington, Logan Thomas is back. I have no interest in anybody on that team, to tell the truth. So, fuck you, Washington. Moving on. Not the state. Great state. Grr, uh, not a state. Hey, a commonwealth, I guess, or district of Columbia, D.C. But, yeah, D.C. is pretty sweet. But that football team right now, no interest in the fantasy side. So, sorry if you're from Washington. I didn't mean it like that. In the state of Washington. Beautiful place, too. So, now we're just fucking rambling. To the best game of the day. what is this total have? 53.5, 54 at some books. Miami. Uh, opened as a pick'em, now a two-and-a-half-point dog to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Miami's going to run a ton of man. That should be advantage to Diggs in the way that the Bills are using their tight ends this week. Probably not going to go back to Dalton Kincaid or Dawson Knox. They're just running a ton of routes each. It's impossible. You're throwing a dart to figure out who is going to be the productive tight end there. They're going to play a little bit of cover three outside of that man coverage. That should be advantage James Cook and Gabe Davis. And then when they blitz, that should be Diggs and James Cook. So I really like this spot for James Cook. Looking at the ownership, it seems like everybody's going to jam in Tyreek. I would do the same. The guy's just literally getting 13 to 15 targets a game, especially when the game's competitive. This should be a shootout. I love James Cook for GPPs as a pivot after that uh, Kyron Williams chalk we talked about earlier, seeing 4% for him. I would not go back to A-chain. Sounds like Salvin Achmed is going to play, but we'll keep an eye on that. If he's out, certainly there's standalone value in A-chain. The guy's just so damn fast. Um, and Raheem Mostert too, 3%. So everybody's playing the pass catchers in this game, but no one is going to play the running backs. I think that is a different way to get about this game. I mean, Latavius Murray, probably a, a touchdown prop type of guy in a game environment like this. Josh Allen, 10% owned at 8,200. Tua Tyaga, Vioa under 5%. So maybe play the Tua double stack with Waddle and Diggs. Um, the Bills are per- just going to play a ton of zone, and Tyreek is a zone killer. Jalen Waddle is a pretty good zone killer as well. So I love them both. Not going to get much interest to Braxton Barrios again. The guy's just not good. I don't know what I, you know, sure the opportunity opened up last week, but Braxton Barrios does that ever scare you? Is that someone you ever want to play in DFS? No, especially last week when Tank that was the same price. So fuck me on that one. That is a bad call. So I will own that. But this game has just so many fantasy fireworks all across the board. The only thing is the tight ends are cheap, but they just don't get a lot of utilization. So I would not go to an 8% Dawson Knox. Um, I like a tight end later on in the afternoon games we could talk about a little bit. Moving on to the Bengals and Titans. We know the Titans are a pass funnel. Christian Fulton can't cover anybody. He is going to see a lot of Jamar Chase. Fire up all the Jamar Chase you want to. The only concern I have there is Joe Burrow did not look very comfortable on the deep passes, but the leg held up, the calf held up, we know this is a pass fumble defense, so Jamar Chase should be death by a thousand paper cuts with 10 receptions for, you know, 110, 120 yards if he gets in the box. Fantastic. So, love Jamar Chase. I'm sure the public does as well. Let's check ownership on that game. Whew. Where are we at here? Tennessee, Tennessee, Tennessee. Cincinnati. Okay, Cincinnati's got a 22-point implied team total as well. So, yeah, 13% on Jamar Chase, 7,800. That's fantastic. If you trust Joe Burrow's calf, if you want a reason to fade Jamar, you'd say because Joe just can't really throw it deep, so it's kind of a hindered offense for the time being. But everybody kills this this secondary. And Amari Cooper should have had way more points last week. We did talk about him in a great spot in a stupid price of 5,700. Uh, But Jamar Chase should fire them up. We got that spread currently at two and a half. Cincinnati is favored on the road by two and a half, a total of 41, opened at 42. So not a ton of fantasy fireworks. That Tennessee offense is a dumpster fire right now. No interest in Derrick Henry. Tajay Spears looks good, keeps getting a ton of run, but you're not going to pay 4,700 for a running back that we don't really know his role. Tyler Boyd. Yeah, not for me. T Higgins, maybe. You want to get different. But against man coverage, that is Jamar Chase. That is where we go when the Bengals play teams that play a ton of man. That's what Tennessee will do. We got the Ravens-Browns next. Don't really have any interest in that game, uh, to tell you the truth. So we'll probably just skip over that one. What is that total real quick? 42. Bet down to 39. So no, no fantasy appeal for me in that game. Uh, just sell should be back. Say Flowers, 5600 cheap and should get a ton of targets, especially if Bateman and Odell are out, but not really going to play Jerome Ford. Decent price, $5,400, but uh, not into that. So not into Lamar, not into Deshaun Watson, and a 39-point total. Moving on to the Broncos and Bears. Probably the one of the games I have a ton of interest in in terms of like price in DFS. This is a 46.5-point total, currently opened at 44.5. Denver Broncos just gave up... 70 points, and they're a three-point favorite on the road. So that tells you what the books think about the Chicago Bears. So, yeah, Bears going to run a lot of cover, two. <laughs> it's like what teams did 10 years ago. Uh, Cortland Sutton, that is advantage Cortland Sutton all day long. And then they'll run a little cover three and cover four, depending on how the game script goes. That is advantage uh, Denzel Mims and Javante Williams and Samaje Piran. So the running backs here should get a lot of run. And then the Bears just won't blitz. That will be advantage Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy beating that zone. So love Cortland Sutton here. Love Javante Williams here. I think this is a really good spot against a just inept Bears defense. So let's check ownership real quick. Denver's got a 25-point implied team total. So right there with Miami. So Vegas loves this offense. Russell Wilson, 4% ownership projection right now. Javante, very high at 17%. So probably a cash game staple with Kyron Williams in terms of the running back situation. I'm okay with playing Javante as well. I probably will just for the price. But Corland Sutton, sub-10%, 5,300 against... Practice squad cornerbacks fired up. Jerry Judy, I'm probably just not going to pay $1,300 more for Jerry Judy. Still limited with that hammy issue, but should be a breakout game for him too. So if you want to double stack Russ, feel free. On the other side, Denver's going to run a ton of cover three. That should be advantage Cole Komet and Chase Claypool, especially if Patrick Sertan going to follow around DJ Moore a little bit. So keep an eye on that. But Cole Komet or DJ Moore would probably be the only guys I have interested, if I want to use it, bring back to that Denver stack. Um, but I probably just won't. I'm going to use Russ and Sutton for value to afford guys like, you know, Stephon Diggs, Tyree Hill, or James Cook, and Jamar Chase, Keenan Allen, Devontae Adams, like all those guys. So great spot there. Raiders Chargers, the only other game that has a ton of fantasy you know, sex appeal, if you want to call it that. We got a 50 and a half opening total, 48 and a half, 49 right now. Chargers are five point favorite at home here. It all just depends on Jimmy Garoppolo for the standalone value for Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers, the only two I have interested there as pass catchers. Josh Jacobs in a great spot, going to be low owned. Let's check his ownership. But the Chargers have a 27 and a half point implied team total. Jacobs 7100. ownership, not bad. Sounds like Eckler's going to play, too. So not interested in playing him at 8,500, fresh off the injury. Um, If he doesn't go, yeah, I guess I could potentially go back to the well with Josh Kelly, but just not interested there. Um, Chargers, best value on the board is going to be Josh Palmer. Lock him in in cash games. Keenan Allen's just an absolute killer. The Raiders secondary is terrible, one of the worst pass defenses in DVOA and just in terms of any stat you could pull. These guys suck. Play Keenan Allen, play Josh Palmer at 4K on DraftKings. Hell, I'll even give Quentin Johnston a look if you want to in GPP. So, tons of good fantasy fireworks in this game. Um, closing it out here with two games New England and Dallas. Don't have a lot of love for this game. Should be one of the slower paced games, but uh, it's hard to project what how fast Denver's going to play. But or, uh, I'm sorry, Dallas is going to play. But I do like Jake Ferguson here. His price is dirt cheap. CeeDee Lamb, I mean, no one's going to play him. I'm sure Bill's going to do his thing to kind of scheme out CeeDee Lamb. But Jake Ferguson just gets so many targets in the red zone on a good offense. 3,500 on DraftKings. Give me Ferguson. Um, 8% ownership projection right now. So similar to what we saw. Earlier for who was that? Uh, Dawson Knox. So, yeah, give me Jake Ferguson over Dawson Knox in that head-to-head if I had the option. On the Patriots' side, I wish they would unleash to Mario Douglas. I mean, if they get their ass kicked in this game early, maybe we do see him. He is very explosive. Reminds me a little bit of Tyreek Hill without the hands. He's certainly not a pass catcher like uh, Tyreek Hill is, but he's a stud athlete and just quick as hell. So hopefully they get him involved. It will be fun to watch. Kendrick Bourne is kind of lighting it up. One of the few guys that is on all three lists of first read from the quarterback targets per routes ran and air yard so they are using this guy kendrick Bourne is starting to have a very good career here in new england so excited to see that situation but uh, tony pollard fire him up if you want to Patriots rundy is really struggling um, then arizona san francisco no interest in anything on the arizona side like every single week for me this week or this year uh, keep an eye on Debo. If Debo doesn't play, I feel like it's going to be easier to scheme for McCaffrey, but that offensive line is playing very well, and Christian McCaffrey just gets so much usage, so feel free to fire him up. Let's see what his ownership is. 10%, so 9200 for Christian McCaffrey, still probably too cheap. It's just I don't know what to do with this game when the Niners are a 14-point favorite. Probably see a lot of Elijah Mitchell is what that reads to me, but yeah, so I don't know. Not much interest in these afternoon games besides the Vegas Raiders and the Chargers, but that is what the DFS public's going to go to as well, um, especially if Jimmy Garoppolo plays. That should be a very fun game to watch. Um, but Josh Palmer is, like I said, 4K. Lock him in your cash games. And then uh, just some great matchups here um, that I have is Chase, Jamar Chase. We talked about him. Tennessee is dead last in DVOA against wide receiver ones and pass catchers in general. Uh, DJ Moore on paper would grade well, especially if you guys look at like PFF and stuff like that. I don't think it's a great spot for him as much as I want to play him just because I do think Sertan will keep an eye on him, but they do move DJ Moore around the formation a lot, and he's by far their best weapon. So maybe he does have a good game. It's just not something for me. And then I wrote down all Chargers versus the Raiders. We'd mentioned that a couple minutes ago. Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers against the Chargers. Their DBs are terrible. JC Day, or JC Jackson a healthy scratch last week that is nuts especially with how much they paid him and then James Cook uh, Miami is third to last in DBOA versus pass catching running back so James Cook as much as he does not get the goal line carries I think he's a very safe floor for 15 plus points because he's getting 15 plus touches every single game and we haven't seen Buffalo really play a competitive game in a while so this should finally be it we may get to see a ton of James Cook and then Javante Williams, the Bears are dead last in DVOA against the running back in terms of pass catching and rushing, actually, as well. So um, could be P Ryan's role, but I think we're just going to start seeing a little more Javante Williams, and the Broncos need to fucking win a football game here soon. So good luck in Week 4. Hopefully you'll like the condensed version this week and not much paper shuffling like we saw on the, uh, the reviews last week. So absolutely love the feedback. Follow me on Twitter at SticksPicks, S-T-I-X-P-I-C-K-S. S-T-I-X-P-I-C-K-S. And go hit up Underdog. Use promo code BGP. Those week-long drafts are great. Shout-out to uh, our man, Ccart 32 for winning our contest last week with an extra $100 bonus for first place on a $3 dollars buy And We'll probably do another one of those maybe tomorrow. Um, so keep an eye out for that link on Twitter. And uh, go check out Windaily Sports for all the projections and everything like that. And good luck this week. Go get them.